Let us pray. Shatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said from this pulpit that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. But if there is anything said from this pulpit that is according to your will, let it be heard, as if sung by the voice of angels, that hearing we might believe, and believing, obey. Amen. Is this where your heart is? My wife asks this question of small children when they come in to see her for a checkup. This is probably not news to you, but most children do not like checkups. Children know that a checkup is just a code word, a ruse, a ploy for people to stick needles in them. So a good provider knows that you have to go easy on them. You have to tiptoe your way in. Is this where your heart is? I guess they don't like it if she puts the stethoscope on them right on their chest right away. And so she sits up next to them on the exam table and she takes the stethoscope and she puts it on their knee. Is this where your heart is? No, they tell her. Then she puts it on their arm. Is this where your heart is? No. Then she puts it on their shoulder. Is this where your heart is? No. And then finally over their heart where they're ready to have it now. Is this where your heart is? Yes. And then they let her listen. Is this where your heart is? Some of us have real work to do with that question, don't we? Carl Jung says, your visions will become clear when you look into your own heart. Who looks outside dreams? Who looks inside awakes? Look inside. Do you know where your heart is? I remember how when I was living in Michigan, my barber moved her location right before the pandemic. During the pandemic restrictions, let's just say my wife became less familiar with a stethoscope and more familiar with a pair of hair clippers. Once the restrictions were lifted, I had to go and find a new barber. I found one, but for the first six months of seeing her, I only saw her with a mask on. Did you meet anyone in that time period where you only saw them with a mask on? During a time when masks were mandatory. I remember seeing her for the first time with a mask off and being surprised by what she looked like. Not in a bad way or anything, but thinking to myself, that's not who I thought you were going to be. Isn't that where life has taken a great many of us? We're looking in the mirror, maybe for the first time in a long time, saying, that's not who I thought you were going to be. That's not who I thought you were going to be. 
Some of us pretend that our heart is in the right place, but we don't really know. Are we good-hearted? Are we warm-hearted? Is our heart in the right place? Do you know where your heart is? Do you know where your heart is? The Corinthians needed to find their heart again. When Paul writes to the Corinthians, it's very early on in the Christian movement. The Gospels haven't even been written yet. And they won't be written for another decade or so. And and Paul writes to them because they don't know where their heart is. He writes letters for different reasons to different communities. When he writes to the community in Philippi, he writes to send them his love. When he writes to Ephesus, he wants to give them advice. When he writes to those in Corinth, he writes to offer correction. Sometimes harsh correction in Corinthians. That early community in Corinth was an absolute mess. They were an argumentative and infighting mess. They didn't need that. Paul didn't want that for them. They had enough problems from outside the community. They didn't need that from inside the community as well. Something had drawn them together, but they had lost track of themselves. So in today's text, this famous passage on love, he's not teaching them about how to be married Though it is a passage often read at weddings, he's asking them, do you know where your heart is, people of Corinth? Can you find your way back to your heart? There's a great children's story about finding your way back. It's called Hansel and Gretel. I actually don't know why this is a children's story at all. It's more like a horror story. It published in 1812 tells the story of a brother and sister who are left in the woods and come upon this candied house inhabited by a witch that sets forward a plan to eat the brother Hansel. Turns out that Gretel foils her plan by pushing the witch into her own oven, which allows them to get back out alive. The stuff of nightmares, actually. But I do love one part of the story. Before the pair get abandoned in the woods, they devise a scheme to find their way home. Do you remember what they do? They leave breadcrumbs. Hansel pockets a piece of bread on his way out the door and then drops breadcrumbs on the ground all along the way, intending to use them to find their way back home. Now, ultimately, the breadcrumbs get eaten up by birds And they can't find their way back home, like I said, horror story. But the breadcrumbs represent something. The desire to find our way back. We have a desire to find our way back. Do you know where your heart is? Can you find your way back to it? God longs for us to find our way back. To find our way back to our heart. Do you know where it is? To find our way back to him. Because if we find our way back to God, we'll know where our heart is. God, who seems misunderstood from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve hid from him after eating from the tree of good and evil. And ultimately, they're cast out of the garden. And this is where the story of us being lost from one another really begins, of us being lost from God. And and so what does God do? God starts leaving breadcrumbs. Of his love. A love that Paul says never fails. He left, you know, a twig as a breadcrumb for Noah after the flood. He left a bush on fire as 
a breadcrumb for Moses on that mountain. He left a stone as a breadcrumb for David when he faced Goliath. All that we might be finding our way back to him. He left the prophets to correct our course. He sent us kings to show us what it looks like to actually be really, really lost. And he put angels in the sky that we might be guided back to him. And then he left his son Jesus that we might find him, really find our way back in love that is patient and kind, the kind of love that never fails. These were all breadcrumbs. So do you know where your heart is? Follow the breadcrumbs that God has left for you. Left for you to find him and you will find your real heart. It's around. Your heart is around. I know it is. Find your heart, the, the, the one that invites you to live so openly that your soul doesn't need a body. Your real heart, the one that opens its doors like a well-oiled cage and lets your soul out so much that it's used to being outside your body. Your real heart that, that loves so fully that your soul extends far beyond you and is accustomed to being alive and leaving your own breadcrumbs in the world. Because those will be the breadcrumbs that stick around. When our lives are over and we tell people it's not goodbye, it's see you later, it won't be the fake version of ourselves that lives on. It will be when we've truly loved in a way that is patient and kind that people will see us still alive in this world. Those will be the breadcrumbs by which they will find us. What if you thought of life like that? What if you thought of life like that? That the love that you leave, those will be the breadcrumbs that will lead us and all the ones you love back to you. Love never fails, Paul says. It won't fail at that. Wouldn't it be, if that was the case, wouldn't it be, shouldn't it be that you would leave as much love as you could? Wouldn't it be that you would drop it from your pockets with every step. If that's the way that we will find our way back to you, wouldn't it be that you would want to be so connected to your heart and the very heart of God in such a way that there would always be more love to leave for someone someday, tomorrow or a long time from now, to find and be drawn to your very soul? Our love is our legacy. Our love is our legacy, and that will be the way that they will find their way back to us. Our love is our legacy. Our love is our breadcrumb, and it will be the way that they find their way back to you. So do you know where your heart is? Do you know where your heart is? That's what she asks those children. And then she listens to their little hearts. Patter away. What a gift it must be to listen to those little hearts like that. She must love to listen to those hearts. Can you imagine sitting up next to God one day just like that? Can you imagine that? I do. I think it is good for us to think about it, too. 
Paul says, now we see in a mirror dimly, but one day we will see face to face. Now we see the breadcrumbs that he's left for us. One day we will see face to face. At the end of life, when it's all settled, and the period has been put at the end of your sentence, that moment that we see God face to face, will it be something to dread? Like a child at a doctor's office. Will we be sure that something sharp and painful is coming? I hope not. I hope we don't think like that. What do you think you'll talk about sitting up on that exam table, crinkling that paper? Do you think there'll be a moment to look back over the course of your life, to look at the timeline and remember the breadcrumbs that he left for you, to be reminded of how you were loved and how you were picked up? And how life went on even when you thought it was over. That even when you thought that life would never be the same, there were moments of absolute joy and wonder. Do you think there will be moments to point at and say, I'm sorry? Or ask him, where were you? On that day, that face-to-face day that Paul tells us about. What do you think he will ask? Maybe he will ask like my wife with her telescope. Do you know where your heart is? Did you know where your heart was that whole time? And you'll know that it's safe to tell him about where your heart was and where it shouldn't have been and where you hope you did enough and where you think your love, the breadcrumbs of your love, will still be found. You will pitter-patter away and he will listen because he too loves to listen to our hearts. Do you know where your heart is? Amen.